Welcome to Why We Marathon, a podcast diving into the deep motivating factors for why people choose to run marathon races. I'm your host, Alex Ullman, and today we have a special guest coming from across the pond, all the way from London, Omri Paul Gatora, also just known as Omri. How are you doing, Omri? I'm good, thanks. Cheers, Alex. Thanks for having me on the podcast, and uh, yeah, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm excited to tell your story. You're actually my first international guest. So uh, this is exciting. Why We Marathon has listeners all around the world. It's always fun to look at the uh, statistics on Anchor FM afterwards just to see where people are listening from. Uh, so really excited to have you here. And, uh, you know, usually I just start out with a few demographic questions. What's your age and your day job? Uh, so, yeah, I'm 34 and uh, my day job, I'm actually a full-time running coach at the moment. Um, I left the world of engineering, which is probably predominantly my where my background is, uh, just to pursue um, running more, doing it more as a passion and like, uh, just to see where it leads. I, I'd always, I think I'd always regret if I never give it a full shot at myself. And like, I think it's an opportunity for myself to sort of see, see where it leads. So yeah, full-time running coach at the moment. Amazing. Amazing. I'm always uh love interview running coaches, hopefully have some good tips for folks and uh, definitely recommend getting a coach, you know, if it's your first marathon and you need some mm. extra preparation. So what was your very first marathon race? So my first marathon race long time ago, it was the 2008 London Marathon. Um, it's 13 years ago now. So it was my first one. I entered the ballot for the first time um, a year previous to that. And I luckily got a first time ballot win. So, yeah, that was my first one. Very, very first one. Amazing. And did you feel like it was a, it was a little bit overwhelming to have London as your very first one? I'm one, you know, one of the international majors, which we'll get to in a bit, um, as I noticed you are a, a six time world uh, marathon finisher as well. Um, I think yes and no. Like, obviously, I'm from London and obviously I was aware of London Marathon because of having watched it. I mean, my biggest memory, and I think my biggest inspiration that I've always said now is like seeing someone like Paula Radcliffe win the 2003 London Marathon in the world record time. And I think seeing her do that, and I always wanted to do it. Um, I wasn't from a run, I'm not from a running background. I never did it through school or um, even sort of extracurricular sort of stuff. I never did it like that. I kind of just wanted to do it because I just was a bit conscious about trying to become more active in a way. And I think I just thought, hey, I saw the Olympics. I watched Kelly Holmes, who's a British athlete. She won double gold in 2004 Athens Games. I remember seeing her and she was doing it with a smile on her face. And I was like hold on a second is this like enjoyable I don't know like, obviously it's a different ball game compared to where I was where I was starting off at. and yeah I remember just going to the park and just thought him just do one lap of the grass track and I'll come back tomorrow and do two and then subsequently just went on three four five and then I thought yeah cool it's just let me just give it a try I mean, you've got nothing to lose and um so it wasn't daunted by the fact that it was London I just didn't I didn't personally know how big London was let's just be honest so that's probably a good thing in my favor yeah, sometimes ignorance is bliss, they say. So totally, yeah, yeah. totally see that side of the coin there. Now, um, how many marathons have you done since that very first one in London? 20. 20. Wow, that's that's a pretty solid amount in a short period of time. Uh, yeah. Any ones that, that stick out as, you know, really memorable ones? Um, so I've done, I've only ever done, I've only ever done majors. I've only ever done 20, like obviously I've done London 10 times, but it's, um, I'm able to, uh, for the last couple to qualify, which is great. I've worked my way up to sort of get to that stage where I can put a, an application in for a qualifying time. But I think out of them that would stand out the most, like obviously one of my favourites um, is probably going to be the New York Marathon. Um, been lucky enough to run it three times. It's just an epic weekend. Like it's not even just the race. It's not the race in itself. It's just everything going out there. And like, I think from, I think maybe for us Brits as well and us 
for us, we see New York as this place of seeing on TV, uh, the lights, the noise. I think, I mean, maybe, maybe other people are the same. I think that's what the attraction is and seeing it growing up. And I think going out there and to say, you know what, I stood on the start line going over the, the, the Arizona Bridge. It's just, <laughs> you can't get your head around it, even how you get to the start line as well. It's just, it's just mad. It's just mad. So for me, forget the race, the times, and for me as an experience for the family as well, uh, yeah, it's just, it, I can't beat it. It can't beat it. You know, I love how you summed up the whole weekend in a nutshell there. New York was my first marathon. I'm actually running it in a few weeks here as well. Um, and to, to your point, it's just the energy of New York. I'm a New Yorker. I think I took it for granted growing up that you realize, you know, people come from all over the world to visit this crazy city filled with energy. And then this is the weekend that has the most energy with, you know, 30,000, 50,000 people going out there um, all at once to, you know, achieve their goals. So Love that one. And uh, London, you've done 10 times and you mentioned, you know, your speed's gotten better every single time. How have you, how have you been able to improve that? Um, I just think through resilience and, and just consistency. And also, I mean, I never loved running when I started. Let's just be honest. I never, I never loved it because it was something that I just wanted to do to maybe a bit of weight loss and also to become active, as I said. And I think I grew to love it in a way that the more I committed time to it the more I was wanting to improve so naturally as you do something more you get better at it and I think that's a perfect advocate for that um obviously I started off around 442 in the first one which was my first marathon time um and obviously got it down to 251 at the moment so it's it's a, it's a hell of a lot of time it's a hell of, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah I mean like it's a it's a huge amount of time but I think it's just through consistency and learning and doing things better what I know now I never knew even five years ago or even 10 years ago, it's just completely different and how my body has changed as well as I've gotten older and then listening to the body and those changes and making adaptations when needed to sort of help the training at the same time. So it's a combination of many di various different factors, listen to different people, meeting different people, uh, doors opening when like you never realize. And I think it's just, I can't put it down to one exact thing. It's just a, I've got better because I've loved running more. I think that's the biggest thing I can say. I love that line right there because you loved it more. And, you know, I think the passion of running is, is really important, especially towards those last few miles of a marathon when it's all mental and, you know, physically your body's, your body's breaking down and you just got to push through it. So love yeah. that mentality. How often are you running a week now? How many days, you know, how, how about mileage wise? Um, so I've just Blometers. come off the back. Yeah. I've just come off the back of running London uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I peaked around probably about 75 miles a week. Um, but I, I, my body's fairly comfortable at holding around 60 plus when we're in the marathon block. At the moment this week, I've not run. I don't actually want to run, which is a weird thing because I've, I've, I've actually said to myself, I'm going to give myself a break, uh, which is something you, you should do, you should listen to, uh, because it's not a necessity to jump straight back into training again once the marathon is over, obviously, depending on how it's gone. So yeah, I think roughly around uh the 60 to 70 75 mark on the peak of sort of a marathon training block awesome and how about something that you learned about yourself that you didn't know before you ran marathons uh, marathon is a long way <laughs> you don't realize how far it actually is and like jesus like in, i'm honest with you like i know the numbers seem a lot like in terms of like 20 marathons but each individual marathon has got harder and harder and harder like the first one was probably the easiest this is i'll be telling you probably the easiest because i didn't know what to expect each single one has added an extra layer an extra layer then i thought about like my times my nutrition how i'm going to recover 
performance. This is added extra, extra, extra pressure. And I mean, I love the pressure. I love the pressure to be able to perform. And I love the ability. And um, that's something I never knew. That's something I never knew how much expectation I would put on myself. No one else does it except for myself. Because um, end of the day, like we're all busy. We all do so many things, so many things what you do is unique to you it really doesn't matter it really doesn't matter and I think that's the thing I never knew um we all put the, the pressure comes from within and I think that's something I never knew when I when I started marathon training because it, you can do it for fun I understand that you can do it for fun you can also do it for charity you can do it for many different routes um but if you're going for specific times and stuff time creates pressure pressure creates failure and failure is a way which sometimes deemed as not progressive but I think it's just a way of how you manage it just the way of managing it. I love that approach, Amri. How do you personalize, you know, your training programs for your, some of your clients, you know, as a running coach? Because clearly you understand, you know, it's, it's very individualized. You know, everyone's body is different. Everyone has different goals. How do you work with, you know, clients one-to-one to, to help them achieve their goals? Yeah, so it's very much, an, like you said, it's very much an individual basis. Like I just need to know, personally for me, I need to know, A, what their goals are, what their, little bit of their, um, more than anything, their history and what they're trying to aim towards because, um, I've got people in sort of that I'm coaching who are going for like five and 10 Ks, even up to the marathon somewhere. Some of them are in between. Some of them don't actually want to run a marathon because it's just not in their radar at the moment. So understanding what they need, what their goals are, their what they can commit to in terms of their weekly sort of cycle of training, um, mostly with life going on outside of that, how what they can continue. And it's just a combination of a very much a constant dialogue because if they see progression early on, then they might want to sort of delve into something else, maybe try another distance, try upping the mileage. So it's just a combination of being as open and clear as possible. I'm a big believer in having really good communication. As long as we're talking fluently, fluently, then we can keep the conversation fairly open and very relaxed. And I'm there to help them more than anything and give them guidance. So yes, that's the biggest thing that helped me build their plans and also change them when they need to. Amazing. Great approach. And, um, you know, I'm curious being in London there, do you have some favorite running routes that you have or that you take clients around? Um, Yeah. Like we've got, I mean, where I am at the moment is I've got a few local areas that I train. If I was to go into central London, obviously you've got the likes of Hyde Park and um, I did a race over the weekend in Hyde Park. We've got Victoria Park, which I did. Uh, So Victoria Park is in East London. Um, It's very close to the Olympic site that was in 2012 um i did i did my virtual london marathon there last year i did 13 laps of the park which was absolutely mental i mean i'm not sure how i did that but somehow we managed to do it um so those two are what was that feeling like though being in an olympic stadium and running on that track oh it's it's incredible the thing is i think what london did really really well was they kept the park and the legacy of it not just for the games but even nine years later it's still there and I've, I've some of my personal best are around that park um, just because it's there and it's, an, it's a traffic free route. It's somewhere for the family to go. It's somewhere for runners to go. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome facility. And yeah, I think we're quite lucky to have something like that. And the money was pumped into it to sort of develop it afterwards as well. So, yeah, those are some of the nice places. Obviously, you've got the parks, you've got the canals, which run fairly sort of uh, central and you can sort of get anywhere on the canals. So those are some nice routes that we have. Awesome. Now, uh, you have any playlist recommendations for us? What's sort of your strategy, you know, as you're running a race? I don't listen to, I actually don't listen to music. No music. So just no. headphone free. Yeah. I think it's been about 
four or five years now, I think, where I used to listen to music. And I, was, I think generally I just used to listen to stuff that was in the charts that was very sort of hip, uh, very hot at the moment, and just sort of stuff that keeps me pumped. But I think I, I ditched the music because A, I almost got run over, and I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not fully in, aware of what's around. And B, I think. I think it just was a natural thing. I just thought, let me just try without it. And like, um, I think I just never went back because I just thought, okay, I prefer listening to my breath. It sounds really cliche, but I prefer listening to my breath, hearing things around me and like listening to my footsteps. Because I always listen to my footsteps because it gives me an indicator on my cadence. Mm. If I'm feeling good today, if I'm feeling a bit rubbish today, it uh, gives me an idea on how I'm feeling. And just, just being aware of all my surroundings, I think that's what I prefer. And kind of got used to it as well. Yeah, you know, I think a lot more people have been answering that question the same way that you have. Just no music. People like to enjoy the race. In New York City especially, I highly recommend just, you know, if, when you're going through Brooklyn and, you know, some of those dance parties up in the Bronx, you know, there's bands playing, the crowds are going. You just want to hit pause on your music and take it all in. Yeah, definitely. They say very, very same with London. There are very various sections where you just don't need it. Like, you want to be able to soak it in yourself and, like, you get see everything, hear everything, and... Yeah, it's an amazing feeling to for people, just random people to be cheering for you. Is, I mean, it's, it's I don't I can't think of anything more uplifting than that. I completely agree with you there. Now, I am curious. You know, you're a running coach. You run a great YouTube channel that I love to talk about. How did you sort of get into into the YouTube channel? And what are some of your recommendations for folks for training, or maybe some videos that you would point them to? You know, on your profile. Yeah, so the channel, yeah, it's, the channel has just gone a year old. It's something that I started in the pandemic, actually. It's just, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a try. Um, I, I know one of the guys who's one of my inspirations, Ben Parks, he's got a YouTube channel as well. And um, he just sort of said to me, just pick up a camera and just give it a go. So I thought, why not? And I, I, I always wanted to do it. I think I was just a bit embarrassed, maybe a little bit fearful of trying to do it. Um, so I did it. And I think it's just me just sharing my journey, sharing tips tricks things that I've learned picked up in the past how to warm up how to cool down how to do drills things that have helped me improve as a runner so those are like the go-to videos um, there's also there's also videos on there which I've done more recently which have done really really well because I think it's become a strength of mine to share the information that a lot of people are going for so in particular it's a sub three sub three was a big driver for me for many many years and I've been able to sort of create a couple of videos now on a how it happened and why I did it and um, how I can share the information and how that particular journey went and also be what volume went into a sub three what did I eat on the day what kit did I have what did I do beforehand what were my pbs beforehand because everyone wants to know this information am I fast enough to go for it shall I go for it should I give it a go so I, I did a couple of videos so if you're going for sub three I'm not a sub three specialist or anything like that but those are two videos I'd definitely say are very specific in that mind. If it's any sort of kit sort of stuff that you've got, um, then there's a few videos on there. But it's kind of a generic sort of everything is on the channel. Uh, vlogs, my training. I try to keep people up to date with what's going on with my training and up to date with uh, my training cycle. And yeah, other than that, there's a lot, quite a few sort of various different ones that someone sort of will be able to pick out on there. Awesome. And we'll include that link in the show notes um, for everyone to check that out along with your Instagram profile as well. Now, I'm curious um, specifically about the World Marathon Majors and the six mm -hmm. races that you finished there. Um, how long has that been a goal for you? And, you know, out, out of those races, any any really special moments that you have? So I think I wasn't aware of the of the six majors until 
so I, t I got married in 2013 and I decided that 2014 I wasn't going to run the London Marathon because it was quite soon after I thought I'd give myself a break and then it was only then I thought I'm going to do a marathon in the full time and Berlin was an option because it was a we got a chance to go to Berlin and b um it was just uh, I had a charity place for that so then from there the charity started speaking about the majors I went there I started seeing all these advert signs there's six races there's six uh races and I was just like okay like I've done London that's one Berlin is two I don't know how I'm going to do the other four but we'll give it a try we'll give it a try so that was my first um understanding of the majors I remember previously before that in 2012 I was I think I started following the Boston Marathon I started seeing that Boston is every April and like obviously reading a little bit about the history so I kind of was aware of them then it was starting to piece together like how am I going to get from where I was then to trying to qualify myself for Boston because in my eyes that was the only route that I wanted to take because I didn't know how I was going to do it I'll be honest with you, I didn't know how I was going to do it because I went into it at like 353 on the marathon 353 and I for my age group I needed sub three eventually sub three so I don't know I, it wasn't in my mind and then slowly I ended up doing Tokyo in 2016 through a ballot. I did Chicago that year through a ballot. Uh, then all of a sudden I've got four. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, I've got four. I picked up a package for New York in 2017, which was my first one. I was coming back off an injury. So I just ran that uh, with a friend who was going for time, like for a specific time. So we ran it together and I fell in love with New York there and then because we had such a great race and all of a sudden I've got five and I'm like, I'm just one away now. And, but I wasn't close. I was around the three sixteen mark for the marathon. Okay. So I still needed to cut about 20 minutes to be safe for Boston or just basically come under sub three. And I remember working really, really, really hard in 2018, really, really hard for, um, trained exceptionally well. We had a heat wave London marathon that year, which I failed in a sub three. That was my second attempt trying to do it, which was another failure. And on the third attempt, I just sort of revamped my training. I started working with a different coach. We sort of really done my strength and conditioning, looked after my body more nutritionally, looked after that, and then just improved my running. And yeah, I remember running the 2018 Berlin Marathon. I had, it was there on that day was my only chance to qualify for Boston because the entries closed on that day. And I ran 259 that day on the train back the next day. I put my entry in, it had closed. And then 10 days later, I was in the race. And that was the 2019 Boston race. And that was literally before this Monday, the last one that has happened since the pandemic. So I just, for me, I'm a big believer in destiny. I was meant to be there at that time. And um, yeah, I think yeah, it's incredible for me to have done it. And I'm grateful to have done it because it's kind of shaped part of my running journey hugely since then. Um, just to say that I was able so? to do it. How so? How has it um, shaped that journey? I just feel like it's something that a lot of people go for. It's a lot of people. It's a, it's a it's a goal that a lot of people have. I'm able to share the experience of having good races, bad races, and mediocre races. And I think through that, um, having the six star, using that in my YouTube, using that on my Instagram, it just has an extra appeal to people, and it sort of makes me if look in a way that okay like i'm just a normal person that's done this this thing that everyone's wanting to go for so for me that just adds another sort of tick in the box that um adds a little bit more credibility to me as a person and as a runner so i think for me i'm hugely hugely grateful for that 
I love that gratitude mindset. You know, also your perseverance is pretty amazing. How many times, you know, you tried to break that sub three and how, you know, you really worked hard to adjust your training and your schedule, you know, to make sure that you could hit your goal there. So props to you on that. I mean, that's amazing. And that's a huge, huge progression that gives me hope because I, you know, my, my slowest marathon time is 438 and I'm going for sub four this year in New York. So now maybe I got to keep sub three by, you know, the time I'm your age, 34, 35. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be honest, when I, I I had no idea I'd be able to sub three five, six years ago, no idea. It wasn't, I wasn't even in my radar was just not in there. So you just don't know what's the possibility. Just don't know. Yeah. And also, you know, five to six years, I think people, you know, try to get things done a little fast these days, right. You know, everyone's trying to lose 10 pounds in 10 days versus, you know, taking that longer, that longer approach. Um, so I, I really love that. And your perseverance is, is pretty incredible there. Yeah, I mean, I've been there since 2008. I'm happy to wait. <laughs> I'm happy to wait for as long, however long it takes. There you go. And Hey, you got, you got all six and you got to do Boston. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Now I am curious, you know, just in terms of some apparel, um, you know, as a running coach, what kind of sneakers do you wear and any sort of gear that, you know, you use on race day? Yeah, so I for my for my running shoes, I wear the Nike Vaporfly Next Percent. Um, I've got the number twos now, which I've tried recently, and I've I've run most of my my best. I've, I basically wore Nike kit my whole life. To be honest, I've worn it all all, all the time, and it's worked for me. And I kind of like the fit and the style of it, so it's kind of worked. But yeah, for me at the moment, I wear the Vaporfly Next Percent Two. Um, I have tried the Alpha Fly, which. I personally at the moment wouldn't choose it for a marathon just because I prefer the slightly lighter weight and the feeling of my legs turning a little bit quicker with the vapor fund percent in terms of kit a pair of split shorts and in terms of a singlet um yeah just uh I like to race in white so I think those are the three things I like to have you said white the color white specifically yeah I like I like white I'm not sure why, why. I'm not sure I think I just uh, for the past two or three races now, I've just always just hovered towards a white singlet. I don't know why. I think race day white some, for some reason. It's just, I, I think like it's it. become a suit. Now, I've done it once now. I've done it twice, done it three times. I'm probably going to continue it now until something else comes into fashion or something or something else that attracts my eye or something. I don't know. Yeah, I usually yeah. go with neon yellow so, you know, friends <laughs> and family can spot me on the course. <laughs> and, and I like the brightness, you know, it's just like brings out good energy. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Awesome. And how about recovery after the race? You know, you said that was something this year that you're focusing on more and you haven't run it all this week. What's sort of your strategy for recovering after the big race? So for me, uh, definitely after the race, this year was something uh, unique that they done with the London Marathon. They basically said beforehand, you need to uh, three days beforehand when you go pick up your number at the expo, you drop off your finish line bag at the end. Um, and in there is anything you'll get at the end of the finish line. So I, I was able to put one of these sort of uh, sachets you get like a you get one of these rego like this like a product that we have here in the uk something sport it's like a you get in a sachet 50 grams and you can mix it with water and it's basically a protein drink straight away that i had at the finish line and that kind of kick starts your body's repairing process straight after a marathon something which you can have within that 30 minute window because it is quite important to sort of have something like a carb slash protein uh, sort of intake straight after and in terms of once I'm back home, one thing I would do is I'd have a cold shower um, just to sort of help with recovery, help with blood flow, help with just speeding up any soreness that I might have. And another thing is 
that I like to do after a marathon is uh, immediately after, or maybe the night or the evening, is put my legs up against the wall just to sort of drain the legs. Any lactic that's in the legs that I might have built up throughout the run, depending on the type of run that you did or however fast you may have run, you would have still accumulated some residual fatigue. Um, it's just to help the days after. Don't get me wrong, like the days after, I, my legs were very, very sore. Uh, getting down the stairs, etc. The usual sort of suspects that are there, but it just helps a few things and helps speed up that recovery process straight after. In terms of what I did last week, um, I did a yoga class. Uh, I did some stretching at home. I didn't run for five days just because usually I would, but this time round I felt as if I just want to give myself a break. Um, I ran on the weekend. I paced someone on the weekend at a half marathon, which is I don't advise doing that. I don't I don't know I do not advise but I'd already committed into the race and one of my clients wanted to go for a sub 140 um which we managed to achieve so that was, just, uh, that was just an anomaly I think so yeah I've taken a few more days off just because refresh the mind take a step back when I want to go run again I'll have the hunger to have another run and which is different for me very very different um so I'd say listen to your body not everyone has to run the day after a marathon not everyone needs to do that again with respect to the marathon it is an incredible amount of load and stress on the body it's important to not rush back and at least not do any hard sessions for a minimum of a couple of weeks just if you want to run just run nice and easy low heart rate zone one zone two running super low 60 70 percent of your heart rate and just go and enjoy 30 40 minutes getting out the house even if it's in a busy work week just do that so it keeps your legs moving. It promotes good blood flow. If you need to go out, if not, there's other things you can do. You can do yoga. You can do a bit of stuff in the gym um, or you can just have a complete rest. Something like that. Perfect. Thanks for the tips, Omri. And also, you know, how about running technology now? Any watches or apps that you that you use on a daily basis or for all of your runs? Um, so I have the Garmin 245, um, which I've had now for just over two, two and a half years, I think. Uh, it's a non-music edition, but I, uh, for me, it's, it's a brilliant watch. Uh, it does everything I need it to do. GPS connects pretty quickly. Um, I do wear it with a heart rate strap just because I like to see the running dynamic data that I get from the watch. And it also adds a little bit extra for my running, like stride length, cadence, vertical oscillation, like how, my, how bouncy you are. In terms of the apps I use, obviously I use the Garmin app and I also use Strava which um, I've only been using for a couple of years now uh, just because of peer pressure, I think, <laughs> just to get onto Strava, which I managed to finally get onto um, other than that, other than you, sharing stuff on Instagram. Do you run with your friends often? Um, yeah, I mean, during training blocks, yeah, I try to, I try to get to run the long runs with them. Uh, the other runs in the week, depending on work schedule, um, I can do on my own, uh, tend to run track with a track group that we have here in London. Um, but mostly if I wanted long runs, similar to similar to what other people might be going for, but yeah, we try and run together when we can. Awesome. And now uh, a few last questions here. I'm just curious, any runners that you admire out there, you know, people that you look up to? Um, I think, I mean, initially, like obviously I, I aside from, Aside from like the superstars and like the celebrities, like I've know one of my coaches that I work with, his name's Nick Bester. He's trying to go for he attempted to go for sub 220 here in London. Uh his name is Nick Bester on Instagram, and he is a phenomenal runner. He's started off again running 330. Now he's at this, he's trying to go for 220 sort of range. And this is it's almost elite times. 
Um, there's a few other people that I've that I know in the running community. Um, it's just I, it's difficult to pinpoint people. I see I try to get inspiration from many different, but there's some people that stand out like you know what I love what you do type of thing. And there's certain certain people, but aside from aside from normal people, then obviously you've got a general everyday celebrities that we all follow that are that are pretty that you admire them because of their mindset mentality first one that comes to mind is Kipchoge his mindset his mentality so yeah those are those are the two awesome well Amri thank you for joining us today um we always wrap up the interview with the last question the podcast is called why we marathon so in a few sentences can you just sum up the real reason why you marathon marathon is probably the ultimate distance for me I think it's the distance which tests me the most it's a distance which I've learned a lot about myself not only from a running perspective but as a person how badly can you commit to a, a goal and try and achieve a goal at the same time I think for me the marathon is I'm hugely grateful for the marathon because it's essentially become part of my life in a very weird way and I think for that the marathon is yeah I will be forever grateful for the distance I love that Amri great approach and great interview thank you so much for joining us our first guest uh, straight from London and across the pond. And thanks for all my listeners for listening to Why We Marathon. Please follow us on Instagram at Why We Marathon and leave a review as well. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys.